0: Welcome to Throw in Rotation. We are on the cusp of a brand new NFL season, and it's time so for our annual four, F- four Offenses That Will Be Better episode. Bit of housekeeping, bit of news to do. We are actually a bit of massive news. As of today, latest developments podcast has gone from a three man to a two man. Rest in peace, Reed Davidson. It's time on peace. the podcast. He's not. It's <laughs> yeah, time on the podcast. He's not dead, <laughs> but he might as well be to me now. Um, just kidding. That he's um, he's uh, got a lot of um, other stuff to do. Basically, um, wasn't that into it. So yeah, we move on. I still live with him. Uh, it'll still probably be. I, I, I still live with him. Like I'd stop living with him just because he did this. Um, <laughs> it'll still be coming up uh, on the podcast a few times. Probably talk about his bills and so on but um yeah so I thought we'd get that out there before we do this four offenses that will be better episode last year we did this I picked the commanders you picked the cardinals basically it didn't go very well um so we'll try and do a bit better for you today Ashley how you been how you feeling about this nfl season fast approaching
1: yeah, I'm excited. I am excited. It's it's weird because it seems like ages ago when the Super Bowl was, but then every time it just flies by and then bang, we're already back at week one. Um, obviously, I think the Cardinals are probably going to be basically in the tank this year. So it's oh, not yeah. necessarily the most exciting season for me as a Cardinals fan, but obviously it should be another great year. We've got obviously some four offences here. Um, that we're going to go through. So, yeah, I'm excited to get into it.
0: Let's do it. Without further ado, I will go first just to get this controversial pick. I'm sure it it is out of the way. Uh, I've got a Bucks Brady jersey on right now and somehow I'm guaranteeing, absolutely guaranteed, there's no chance that the Buccaneers' offence won't be better this (laughs) year despite Tom Brady going and being replaced by a £4 million quarterback. That quarterback is, of course, Baker Mayfield um just to set the give a little bit of context set the scene uh, the bucks offense was 25th in yards gained last year the run game was historically bad like it was unbelievably bad obviously the worst in the league but but to historic levels um, Brady's kind of definitely not putting too much on him but he'd suffered a decline he looked scared to take any sort of hit there was no identity, no versatility. The whole thing just felt broken. Mike Evans was just dropping catches like he's never done before, had no chemistry all of a sudden with Brady. Um, so now everyone kind of presumes that, you know, we didn't get a high draft pick sort of thing. We've, we lost a, a few re- uh, veterans and we brought in Baker Mayfield who was competing for the QB uh, role with Kyle Trask. And now we've spoke about uh, Baker Mayfield on this podcast before. Uh, a fair bit, actually. I just want to I just want to run through... I think we've done exactly this before, to be fair. But I just want to run through his career a little bit. Just because I think there's a bit of revisionist history with Baker a little bit. Everyone's like... He gets no credit, basically, in the media now. It's similar sort of vibes how the Bucks are, this off-season off sort of thing. But I, I think people maybe... For, or they're, they're forgetting how good he actually was. Or how not shit he was uh, m- most of his career, basically. So he came in to the Browns first overall pick obviously 2018 I think maybe they'd won one game in two years the worst franchise in the league by far for a considerable amount of time Entered the offense in week three of his rookie year and became he set the rookie record for most touchdowns thrown despite over uh, despite only entering in week three due to an injury to Tyrod Taylor he led the Browns to their best record in over ten years couple years later fast forward a little bit it led them to the first playoff win over, uh, since 1994 over the steelers we all remember that their first playoff road win it was since 1969 they're a couple of plays away from beating the chiefs in the divisional round baker after that season was voted 71st in the by his fellow players in the um NFL top 100 list 71st player in the league after just a few years in the NFL, next year, week one or week two or early in the year, tears his labrum, uh, labrum in his shoulder. Obviously, fractures it. Decides to play through it. Wasn't very good, and so the Browns all of a sudden just decide to ditch him and give a record contract to Deshaun Watson. Insane. He just shouldn't have played. We've said that before. He just shouldn't have played. He should have. Um, he should have benched himself or whatever. Like it would have been understandable, and it. He, he probably would still be playing for the Browns now. I, I think. This is a guy who's had eight head coaches in his time in the NFL, seven coordinators. That's the most head coaches a quarterback has had since 1950. He's only 28. He's never had a chance really to settle. The Browns was obviously turbulent, even though he was improving them massively from before he took over sort of thing. So I just think there's a whole load of... um, look, Obviously, I'm not saying he's better than Tom Brady or even you know better than Tom Brady was in in his worst year last year sort of thing but i just want to set the set the tone sort of thing like i don't think the buccaneers they definitely don't think they're rebuilding or tanking or whatever um and i think we baker gives us he could be the worst quarterback in the league last year yeah potentially but i also think like the ceiling there is a top 10 quarterback sort of thing a top 12 quarterback um i I, th- I think he's he's being kind of underrated right now and like last year was bad with Panthers in a bad situation. Obviously, he played on what three teams uh, or whatever. So I, I, I just want to set the tone there. I don't think, I, I think you agree with this too. Actually, Ash, I don't think he's he should be as maligned as he is right now. so maybe maybe his attitudes. He's like he's always been a hard worker. His dressing room got along with him before the OBJ thing kind of blew up. He got he was like best friends with OBJ before that even. Um, so Baker. Paired. First of all, what do you reckon about that? You you kind of you reckon Baker could have a, a decent year, maybe.
1: Yeah, well, quite like a lot to, uh, is, right? Quite a lot to unpick there. I thought I'd let you just go on and yeah. let you have what you, you'll say about Baker. But no, it was a nice sort of little backstory. Obviously, you know, you can't forget what he did sort of earlier on, uh, at the Browns just well a couple of years ago. Really not, um, especially when he had that eleven and five season with them, um. Obviously, the obviously only thing is, uh, the nature of the NFL it's, you know, the cutthroat nature. Within two years, you've not really shown anything, wh- whatever reason that may be. That's just typically how it is, and obviously, yeah, you know, that's the nature of it. And again, once you have dropped to that low, which you know, you, again, that's up for debate. How low he has dropped? Um, some situations haven't necessarily been the best for him. I don't think. Um, obviously, as you said about the injury. Um, and I yeah, I think once he sort of gets back into it that you know, he could, he could be he could be fine and it could work out well. Um yeah. It, it's I do genuinely agree with, with it. I think he is sort of underrated, even listening to around the NFL podcast, you know, they're straight up sort of saying it's it's Mark's Baker Mayfield, just sort of rubbishing him straight off the bat, not I think, even
0: I, people aren't thinking. They just dismiss him straight yeah, away.
1: It's just like a it's sort of it is true, like Everything I've said is not really much talk about Baker, and again, it's like, yeah, he might be alright, but we're just sort of straight up saying that he's never
0: really going to be that good. Um, in the NFL, it's just an instant dismissal sort of everywhere that I see. Uh, just yeah, instant I... dismissal without kind of thinking about the without thinking about the context, and we saw what Geno Smith did last year, sort of thing. And alright, it's quite a rare thing for that to have happened, but like, just because you do have a bad year or bad two year stretch or whatever, especially when it's because of injury, then. There's no chance that there's no reason that you can't get back to the top or back to levels you were before or or even better. Well, yeah, and
1: obviously, you look at maybe the Brown situation at the time. I think they had arguably one of uh, the better offensive lines uh, in the league. Um, And then obviously, you had uh, Nick Chubb there too. Um, so, you know how much of that offense was sort of running through through Baker. I know he had he had 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions which, you know, that's not a bad ratio at all. Um 95.9 I believe on his uh, passer rating, which again, obviously not You saying 95? 95.9, yeah.
0: His passer rating. Oh, his passer rating. I thought you were talking about PFF rating, yeah, sorry. No, passer rating, yeah.
1: Which obviously um pretty decent but not um setting the world alight. Um but yeah, he's definitely got a chance. Obviously the main thing for for me in this Bucks offense is obviously that protection around him. I think there's still question marks around that. Obviously, I'm sure you can agree with obviously the obviously recent news with uh, Ryan Jensen obviously going to be out again. It's not looking yeah. excellent for him at all. Uh what are your thoughts on sort of the rest of that protection for Baker because obviously that's that's going to be fundamental really to how he can perform.
0: Yeah, and let me just say, I'm not saying the Bucks' offense is going to get better because they've gone from Brady to Baker, but I just think it's probably it's less ridiculous than it sounds, in my opinion, because because Baker's at probably a higher level, I think, than he is in most people's head. But yeah, the main the reason I didn't, I wasn't sure about uh, picking the Bucks in my team is because of that offensive line, really, because you give me Pelters, all that stuff. But um, and. That is definitely the biggest question mark. Tristan, whilst moving over to left tackle, that I, I think will be absolutely fine sort of thing. He has actually he's felt like quite nervous. So he had to go see a psychologist about like the anxiety over the move. Not that I think that'll have an impact or, or anything, just an interesting note. I think he'll be absolutely fine. He's one of the best tackles over the last few years. And then we'll see about the... We bring in, uh, bring in Filer from the Chargers, uh, well, from free agency sort of thing. That's a very solid pickup, probably... Probably on a similar level to Shaq Mason who we let go. Um and the rest of it is is just question marks. You'll see if they can set up. We've got another another year for Hainsey, another year for Gadecki sort of thing. They should be better. Cody Malch has looked good in preseason, but yeah, no, I fully admit it's a massive um a massive question mark. But they like it it's quite hard to be like much worse than they were last year, sort of thing. Although like it's it's hard to judge them how they did last year because brady like i said earlier is scared to take a hit we had no run game that partly because the offensive line wasn't creating any push and partly because leonard Furnett just isn't it um and you, like brady was just playing scared sort of it It wasn't like it wasn't a normal year it was a very weird offense so you know can they take a step forward sort of thing and um but that's what they'll need but the main reason i i do believe in this bucks offense is dave Canales. He's been with the Seahawks since twenty ten with, uh, with Pete Carroll and not just Canales, but who he's replacing. He's replacing Byron Leftwich, who's, um, just bland play calling, bland. His creativity was just not there at all. Sort of thing, very one dimensional offense. Um, he should have tried to run the ball more last year, even though, um, even though it wasn't really working at times. He ran for one hundred and forty against the Seahawks. Um, but mentioned Gino Smith earlier. Canales was able to get the best out of him last year, and he should be able to... Like He's not going to ask Baker Mayfield to do too much. He's not going to, like our offense was doing last year and for the last few years, It's let Brady hold on to it, let Brady uh, find the open man and, and throw the ball downfield, take a lot of shots. It's not going to be like that at all. It should be a much more creative uh, run scheme, run game, um, and it's just going to be asking Baker to take the... It's sort of a similar style offense to like Shanahan sort of thing. It's gonna ask him to take what the defense gives him, take what's open there, take the check downs and whatever, and kind of incremental, incremental uh, moving moving the ball forward, and then they'll take the shots to um, like if you can establish a run, if you can establish that kind of short passing game, the shots downfield will hopefully will definitely be there. Cause you still got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin there. You have got to remember Chris Godwin, a year further removed from his ACL, still got a thousand years, a uh, thousand yards last year, but was clearly missing like half a yard, a yard of pace or whatever. So I, I think, um, just that the difference. Uh, Canales has never been an OC before, sort of thing. So we'll have to see how he's going to play calls and all of that. It might be a bit of take a bit of transition, but I've been so impressed with him with interviews and stuff. Another advantage for him over Byron Leftwich is Byron Leftwich is like the least analytical coach in the league. He just flat out refused to even look at any of the data. It, it seemed, and the way that he spoke in press conference, etc. Canales is young. He's going to be the opposite to that. He's got such a, he's got such a bright mind real kind of refreshing outlook on football, sort of thing. There's going to be creativity there. We've got, we've got weapons. I think. No, I don't think. I guarantee. No, you have to guarantee. Guarantee 100%, 100% certain sure.
1: like it last last year worked out. Um
0: yeah, yeah, how did that work out for you and the Cardinals eh? Yeah, yeah, well, well. I hope you're not picking them again. No, I just admitted that we're in the tank, mate. Um yeah. yeah. All right, respond to my fat monologue.
1: <laughs> No, uh, interesting point, obviously, um, about Canales. Obviously, we know the Seahawks offense has usually been pretty decent. It's just uh, years in the past, it's been the defense to sort of let them down. Um, but yeah, Geno Smith worked last year. Um, he know, was clearly
0: getting the best out of Russell Wilson as well. Look what happened when he yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah exactly. out, of
0: his, uh, out of his wings.
1: Yeah, I mean, be, Russell Wilson's final year in Seattle wasn't the best, obviously, but I mean, there was injuries there, and, you know, the, I think the relationship had sort of soured at that point. But, but no, obviously, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, you yeah, obviously got work, so hopefully there is a little bit of creativity in there because, I mean, it was just sort of bland last year. under. Let's <laughs> run. I forgot Let's how run. long this is. Bronco's let's country.
0: ride. Is, it takes like five seconds Perfect. before you can hear one anything. More time, Broncos so like, country. Let's ride. let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> Broncos country.
1: Let's
0: ride. Let's ride. Bronco's country. Ah, uh, what a boy. You seen some of the things Sean Payton's <laughs> been saying about Russell Wilson? Uh, uh this offseason is funny. He's basically telling him to sort his shit out, but in a very public way. <sighs> Uh, I, on think, on I think I think he yeah he really
1: has I think maybe he's sort of yeah he has sort of said a few things I can't oh, I didn't remember to see it. I can't remember exactly what it was but I've seen it but I think I think he, he still said, says he stop, gets on with he him. said
0: the other day oh yeah I think I think that's absolutely what is best for Russell Wilson and hopefully he's taking it in his stride I think he maybe is maybe he's been humbled a little bit oh um, uh, what said was it it was stop being babies, what
1: oh. like stop being less <laughs> like Russell Wilson. I'm pretty sure yeah, he said, the one, or lesson the one, to yeah, Russell, yeah, yeah. stop being lesson to yeah, Russell or something. Yeah. Basically, That's stop it. loving I mean, yourself so much.
0: Exactly, <laughs> he's hitting the nail on the head. To be fair, now the one from yesterday was, uh, um, <laughs> this is the um, headline, the article, the article's headline: Sean Payton's blunt message for Russell Wilson after awful 22 season. Stop kissing babies. <laughs> um, basically, he's just trying to say. Wow, this is apparently this is what you said. Will you fucking stop kissing all the babies? <laughs> Peyton reportedly told Wilson, "You're not running for public office." Basically, he's just telling them that he, like he's trying to make everyone happy, sort of thing. And yeah, the similar sort of stuff is just all about his image, sort of thing. Like a politician would be. It's like it's pretty, it's pretty crazy thing for a head coach to be saying to his uh, quarterback. But like I say, I think he needs it. It's from Peyton, does not give a fuck? Him. He does not give he a really fuck. Doesn't. Like what he I said about the Daniel Hacker
1: easy. as well. Like yeah, pretty crazy pretty That's what crazy. you want from the
0: NFL, like, head coaches were always kind of used to be at each other's throat and stuff, like, why not? Yeah. They can take it, they're all getting paid millions, you can, uh, they're all it's big a nice, boys. interesting story. Yeah, exactly, they're all big boys.
1: Yeah. Want to see any more Any of it? final? Yeah, I mean, we got a little yeah. bit off topic from uh, the Buccaneers there, yeah, Baker Mayfield could happen, but I will, I mean, obviously, uh, where is it? I had, you only sort of had, I think you averaged 18.2 points last season, um, Eighteen point four points per game last season. Obviously not great. Um, but interestingly, um, I saw you were second ranked for um total passing yards. Obviously Brady getting it downfield, not really converting though. I mean, where are you going to improve? Obviously, I very much doubt you're going to improve on that statistic. I mean, rushing though, la um last I believe in the league, um, no second, oh, last 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 yeah, yeah. total rushing Great. yards oh, man. um so are you going to improve in the rushing game or you know where is it that you're actually going to improve
0: well well that's the thing you say we were what second in pass yards but um yeah like 25th in overall yards that's a joke what you need balance on your offense because um, the, the rushing game is so bad yeah no and then that's that it's crazy Twenty-fifth in overall yards despite being second in pass yards, it's insane. Um and it just becomes so much easier to defend against sort of thing when you're so unbalanced like that. And that's what Canales' is often. well, not the Seahawks offences while Canales has been there have been have been pretty pretty balanced and that's what he's preaching. It's gonna be more on Rashad White, it's gonna be more on that run game and, and opening up for the pass game. So yeah, the just don't really have starts.
1: Yeah, nice. much in the run game though. Like obviously you got Rashad White who had a decent rookie year, but outside of that there's not much Chase is there, but he's but he's out. I mean, well, he's questionable, Keyshawn Vaughan is questionable as well, and then behind that is Sean Tucker. So I mean it's not you sort of need kinda of need that support to sort of kind of help Baker as well. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That that's and need then people
0: to step up. You do.
1: And then sure. you look at the depth for receiver, uh, Mike Evans, obviously Godwin, uh, you know, very, very good. But outside of that, what, Russell Gage, he's on IR, um, and then Trey Palmer. So, you know, it's not too many options either.
0: Yeah, no, I do. I, I like Trey Palmer, but that's just me being a homer, getting carried away with a, with a rookie sort of thing. But I, I think... And that I was kind of struggling with this. I, no, I'm not. I'm absolutely <laughs> sure. But the reason I'm absolutely sure is because scheme is going to make such a big difference. I think yeah. I really, i really, yeah, exactly. Like he was, he was so bad, and everyone knew it. And even in like the first, um, like the first years under Brady thing, and it was Bruce Arians was doing the heavy lifting for the offense, and it was he was a reason that it was no risk, it no biscuit. But I think having the like a just a better scheme but also like more creative run scheme sort of thing where it's going to be just easier for the running backs it's not just Leonard Fournette can you hit this hole sort of thing I think that's going to have an absolutely massive a massive impact and that and that's basically the reason that I'm saying all of this but again that's that that is me projecting and it's me being a Bucks fan and it's like oh yeah I like Canales he's probably going to be better and more creative he's definitely going to try and be more creative but We've never seen him BOC be before. Like Rashad White had 750 all-purpose yards last year, but like I'm pro- I'm I'm projecting him to get better sort of thing. I need to get better. I'm I'm like PFF had uh in their 2023 offensive line rankings like ahead of the season they had the Bucks in 14th. To be fair, but you're still like mm. it's, it's, I mean that might have been before uh, Ryan Jensen's injury yeah. to be fair, but still projecting like that that offensive line could on paper be like bottom 10 maybe worse sort of offensive line so yeah there's a lot of it's, it's, it's hopeful in a way and there's a lot of like projections um a lot of question marks Harry a lot a lot of question marks but I'm guaranteeing that we're going <laughs> to answer all of those questions well, in emphatic fashion right 20 minutes in we've still only done one team let's move it on to your statement. first team Ashley who is it huge huge, huge statement. statement yeah I like it. We've. we've... I, like, I kind of uh I kind of prefer to support an I think.
1: Yeah. The like, like, last
0: that's... three years was very fun, but I think I'm just an underdog sort of person. Yeah,
1: you love it again. I like yeah. it. We should have used yeah. so many drops well, I mean... in there. So controversial. I mean, Gina. Oh, yeah. I mean...
0: It's, I was fully really just rambling. I'm not even thinking about it. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll give us a little so controversial.
0: So controversial. <laughs> so controversial.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how we sum up your first
0: selection there, I think.
1: Uh, moving right, so on then. Tell
0: us what crazy, crazy team you're doing. Oh uh,
1: yeah. Okay, well how <laughs> about we ah, God, yeah. No <laughs> neither of them are, but I mean they just make <laughs> the most sense because I'm fitting the brief. Yeah. I can yeah, guarantee yeah, that the Washington yeah. Washington Commanders offence will improve in twenty twenty three. That's because mm. there's no Carson Wentz, mate. Like there's no Taylor Heineke. I I kind of like him as well, Taylor Heineke, but he's just not mm. not good enough. But the main thing is there's no Carson Wentz in the building. He just he stinks. He stinks. And the boy Sam Howell, he is gonna shine. Ron Rivera even said, you know, mm. uh, after the Week Eighteen game where he got a chance against the Dallas Cowboys, he was like, well "If I knew, I would have played him earlier," because he had a, such mm. a strong performance. Um, I think and he only threw
0: for like 160 yards. But
1: I'm pretty wow. sure there was something about it. He said they were he had an impressive debut. I don't know if it was too great, yeah, that, but Ron uh, Rivera said it himself. So I mean you um, might as well.
0: I mean it's easy to say for Rivera at that point, he just in the year of shit from Wentz and Heineke. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That is true.
1: And then obviously the main one though is Eric Bieniemy, now the assistant coach and the offensive coordinator. Um that's gonna be massive. Obviously, we all know how well um, he has performed in that role um, at, at the Chiefs in the past. Um, so, yeah, for me, it, it has to happen. You know, you, they've got so many good weapons in there with uh, Terry McLaurin, mm. Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson. I think the RB room is pretty solid with Antonio Gibson and brian robinson jr so oh, i mean yeah. overall i mean I, I think it's got to they averaged just like 18.9 points last year ninth worst in the nfl i think that has to be improvement um obviously the question mark is always going to be surrounding the quarterback that's what's let them down in the past i think the commanders you've even said what well, you said last year in our offenses that you backed the commanders um, like it's always looked good yeah. on paper, and but it necess- yeah. necessarily hasn't always come into fruition. Again, quarterback is one of the big ones, but I think again, as you were sort of saying with scheme for the Bucks, that main one is going to be Eric enemy There, I think there's just going to be a little yeah. bit more creativity, a little bit more spark. I think they're going to have trust in Howell to perform. He had a solid preseason. How much you take in that or not is still a good sign. Obviously, completed eight twenty-eight out of thirty-seven passes for two hundred sixty-five yards, two touchdowns, zero picks. You know, getting a little bit of confidence in there before the start. The commanders didn't draft a quarterback in the draft either, which they could have done, um, obviously. But it seems to be that they've got the faith in in Sam Howell to perform. Um, Yeah, I I know you like quite a lot of the weapons and and obviously the commanders, as I just said. So, I mean, what do you think for them this year?
0: Yeah, no, I'm definitely on this train with you as well. Like, you say the enemy is going to be a big upgrade for them. And I, the weapons are insane, by the way, both running backs and wide receivers. And so I don't think I think Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke, yeah. First of all, they're not playing at a high level, but also they it feels like the wrong sort of the wrong sort of quarterback for what this offense needs right now. This offense needs a um, so like a Jacoby Brissett sort of thing, and just a game manager who's gonna get the ball um, get the ball into these weapons' into hands, the gonna not
1: use those playmakers, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not turn the ball over as much. They had 16 interceptions uh, last year, which not surprising when you're playing Heineke so much. Uh, they need someone who's going to protect the ball, let the run game work, let that defence work. Like They don't have to improve as an offence that much to be winning games because yeah. their defence is so strong. That D-line looks awesome. Um. So, yeah, I think if you can... And it should be the way with how the enemy like you say is gonna should be scheming up players getting players open more easily and and they shouldn't be asking sam Howe to be doing too much not pushing the ball downfield overly with his arm yeah get his legs involved as much as you can become a uh, a russian uh, a rush first team sort of thing that uses a play action and you've got three like awesome that's one of the best uh like wide receiver trios in the league definitely so if you can um if you can predict the ball better if you can get keep your running backs healthy first of all and and get the running game going then there's no reason this can't be a like a top half offense hundred percent mm.
1: yeah obviously the other thing again like you said protection that O line has to to be good um and it wasn't last year which did not help the quarterback situation allowed the seventh most sacks in the NFL last season which obviously you can say maybe not entirely down to the offensive line um. Uh, but PFF ranked the O-line 23rd in pass block and 26th in the run block, um, so obviously not performing to the best of standards. However, they've made some significant improvements over the off-season, added uh, Chiefs tackle Andrew Wiley, um, who's been solid across the board for the last five seasons, obviously enemy getting him in. Um, added Nick Gates uh, at centre in free agency too, 69 pass block, PFF grade, and fairly consistent. And then, obviously, they've already got a couple of decent pieces with Sam Cosme and Charles Leno Jr. both having above 70 PFF grades. So, take as out much you will, whether you like PFF grades or not. Um, that statistic showing that it's fairly solid and should improve uh, for
0: this year. Yeah, like you say, with the Bucks, I think the O-line is definitely the, the biggest question mark. Like, four new starters that... But they generally say that continuity is better, obviously, for the offensive line, building the chemistry and getting better. So that's going to be a hurdle for them to overcome. And, they, I mean, yeah, yeah, Nick Gates all right and Andrew Wiley is all right. But they're not big free agent acquisitions. They're not slam dunks. Andrew Wiley gave up nine sacks last year, had a grade of BFF grade of 63. Like, there's... There's a chance this is, again, a, a bottom 10 offensive line. Probably quite a good chance sort of thing. And so with such an inexperience, basically a rookie quarterback um, under centre, then, you know, that could definitely spell trouble. And that's, I think, the the only way that this guarantee wouldn't sort of come off.
1: Yeah, yeah, obviously. And there obviously is going to be question marks. But for me, I think, I think it's seen an over, enough overall improvement uh, to allow it to prosper, and I'm backing Sam Howell. Got him in in one of my fantasy teams, as I've said on this podcast before. So I'm backing the boy to to do well.
0: Nice, no, very nice. I, I do like it. I do agree. To be fair, uh, let's move on to my next team. Feeling well? No, I feel great about the Bucks, but I feel even greater about this next team. Um, we'll see if you can really pick any holes in it, because as as I was sort of putting together the episode, I was like, "Damn, this is." for sure, a guaranteed improvement. Mm. The team is the LA Chargers. They were 13th in points scored last year, 8th in yards gained, bottom half in yards per play, 16th in EPA per play. But this year, I'm certain it'll be a top five offence and an offence definitely capable of winning the Super Bowl. Four main reasons for this, I would say. Um, Again, we've talked about OCs a lot. I think that's been the main theme so far. They bring in probably the the best edition uh, of of this year at least, and that is of course Kellen Moore from the Dallas Cowboys, who you know only was fired from Dallas because Mike because of Mike McCarthy's massive ego, just wanted to start calling plays again. Like that offense has been insane since Kellen Moore was there. Each of his four seasons there in Dallas, their offense was points per, uh, top four in points per game, yards per game, and third down conversion percentage they're also second in epa per play uh when when dak was at qb like not with um oh what's his name cooper rush um he's a you know he's a young sort of offensive coordinators got all the creativity stuff he's gonna move players around the line of scrimmage gonna uh, be hopefully better at scheming up players and i'd say i'd argue he's got better weapons now than he did at his time in Dallas. They just drafted Quentin Johnston. He's my reason number two, 21st overall. Didn't really like him at TCU. Didn't really like him massively as like a, a first round wide receiver. Like didn't really like him if a team was going to bring him in as a WR one. But as a WR three, I think you you have to love him. Josh Palmer led uh, their receivers in wide receivers in receptions last year. Now he's going to be their fourth option. Callum Moore's got a lot of creativity to play with. Big bodies uh, can move them around the line of scrimmage, like I say, get them in all different routes, different positions, and just help Justin Herbert spread the ball down the field. Justin Herbert is my third major reason. He's um had the most passing yards through the first three seasons in NFL history. Guess how many he's had? Pass yards three years, most ever. Four. Mm, yeah. 15... Mm, yeah,
1: stuff. 15... No. 16,000. F- uh,
0: 14,809. mm, mm, mm. Um, But the thing is, his average depth of target last year, fourth lowest uh, while in a clean pocket. It was third lowest when under pressure, the lowest in the league when they were uh, not being blitzed, and the tenth lowest when being blitzed. Justin Herbert has been... He's had a perfect... Uh, like individual start to his career first three years. The only sort of um argument against him, sort of thing, or kind of against this charges offense while he's been at the helm has been the lack of aggressiveness. He's clearly got a big arm; he can make all the throws. Um, but he's twenty eight percent. Uh, he's twenty eighth. Sorry, in percentage of passes, uh, that are fifteen plus air yards since entering the league. Um, so that that main question is, can he start? you know taking more risk and he start being more aggressive and i think Kellen Moore is a perfect oc to kind of um open that up like I, I went through cowboy statistics for um for sure and like i say um he he, he should have better weapons now mm. last point last major reason is injuries mike williams oh, i just mentioned justin herbert he was playing hurt last year didn't he like hurt his ribs quite early on in the year, maybe even week one, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, both missed significant chunks of the season, and I think probably most importantly, Rashawn Slater, who had an insane rookie season at left tackle, only played three times. He's back now. He's uh, he's going to be ready for week one. So are Williams. So is Allen, Um they've got just a a, a better offense now. I would say it's not it's not changed too much. Pick up Quinton Johnson that as a number three, like I say, it's going to change it a lot. If they get a bit lucky, uh, a bit luckier with injuries or just a bit less unlucky, then there's no reason that I can see that this won't be a top five.
1: Yeah, again, I think I, I've got to agree. I'm guaranteeing it. Yeah, I, I've got to agree. You know, I really do like uh, the Chargers' offense. Obviously, as you say, the big addition of Kellen Moore, um, what he's done for Dallas um, speaks volumes. And you know, you read out the stats; um, <clears throat> they've excelled in both the pass and the rush. Um, so and yeah, I I completely agree. I think I think he'll be an excellent uh. He's stuck sort of get things going. He's already been doing that um in training camp. Um, I think they've been using Mike Williams a bit more in in the slot. Um, to the out. <clears throat> and typically he's sort of been on the on the outside. Um. Mm-hmm. So that should, should sort of help uh, sort of make it a little bit more uh, dynamic um, and that could obviously give a few more opportunities as well for uh, Keenan Allen. As you say, Johnston now on the roster, there's just so many sort of different targets for them. Gerald Everett is obviously a very solid option at tight end as well. Um, again, injuries is a main thing. Obviously, Keenan Allen was out a lot last season. He's 31 now, but he could be set for a bounce back here. Obviously, he stays healthy. That's going to be huge. And not forgetting to mention Austin Eckler, obviously proven to be an elite dual threat back over the past couple of years. Um, Rushed for mm. 915 yards. 18 y-
0: touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I mean... Last year. That I Well, that's total with... I think he got 12 Russian uh, touchdowns. Um, but yeah, I mean, just excellent in, in both facets of of the game, really. So that gives them so many options, as you say, about Cullen Moore. Um, yeah, it should be it should be very exciting <clears throat> again where obviously it was pretty good last year again Justin Herbert we all know how good he is um where can you see this necessarily improving though no, the Chargers ranked 3rd in, in passing total passing yards last year um obviously very good with Justin Herbert again obviously it would just be sort of in the rush so following a similar trend with the bucks actually where they were ranked um third from last in terms of rushing yards, um so yeah that's where obviously they're gonna have to improve.
0: Yeah no like like you say similar to the bucks they needed a bit more uh balance. Thirtieth in yards per rush last year, um but Kellen Moore should come with the the better run game mechanics, and just the injuries staying the same should mean they improve. Um but I think it like I say I think it's gonna be I know it's gonna be a top five. Offense, I think it's going to be the the improvement's going to be quite obvious. They're going to be blowing teams away. I think they're going to be one of the stories of the year. It's, it's uh, Everyone was hot on them last year because the free agency signings they made, especially on, on defense, Khalil Mack, etc., um, just didn't pan out last year. But I think they've made the perfect rookie pick uh, for them to win now. Like I said, so Quinton Johnston um, had 530 yards after the catch in 22, averaged 17.8 yards per catch. Kellen Moore was going to be able to unlock. Justin Herbert's full potential, getting throwing the ball further down the field more often, getting taking more risks, um with without you know without jeopardizing how clean Justin Herbert's been, etc. Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure this Chargers offense shall be better.
1: Yeah, I do like it. Um, I, I've I thought about it before, and I thought the Chargers would do well. Um, so yeah, I can definitely see why you've gone for that. I don't know too much about the offensive line. Um, so yeah, we'll have to see how that pans out.
0: Um, yeah, well, like I say, Rashawn Slater, um, that's a massive, massive, uh, like coming back from injury for them. PFF in their preseason offensive line rankings have them as number nine. So Corey Lindsley, one of the best centers in the league, like that's not too much of a uh, of a worry for me, sort of thing. Like, like I say, I think it's a bit of a slam dunk, definitely
1: yeah. for
0: for some sort of. Now looking at it,
1: at all on PFF and they're all uh, had pretty solid ratings last year. Um, yeah, I mean it's looking pretty impressive. I'd say. Obviously, the main thing for the Chargers of um, defense, I think uh, they obviously blew that twenty-eight uh, point lead to the Jags in the playoffs. Mm. How Will that affect them? That'll be interesting to see, and also I'm pretty excited. I mean, Chargers Dolphins should be a pretty explosive opener for two teams. Uh, high scoring mm. game, surely got to be back in the over, I reckon. Mm.
0: Yeah, definitely. I am, um, I reckon it's probably pretty high already, but yeah, bank on points in that one. Two is uh, two is finally fought, uh, learned how to fall hopefully he'll stay in the whole game yeah that'll be that'll be yeah we'll see that'll be 60 points plus right take us on to our final team of the episode
1: so yeah final team again maybe not the most out there of choices but this is why i'm absolutely 100 percent guaranteeing it the worst offense in the nfl last season will improve in 2023 Uh, that will be the Houston Texans. Um, obviously, they were pretty pretty stinky last year, 3-13-1 and and under Lovie Smith in 2022. D'Amico Ryans is there now as the head coach, but obviously he's going to be taking care more of the defensive side of the ball. However, new offensive coordinator, Bobby Sloick, Sloick, um however you say his name, his success at the 49ers' offense over the last few seasons, um, surely coming out from that, Kyle Shanahan-Mild should get the best out of them going to be a run heavy scheme which means Damian Pierce could have a big year. Um he obviously had a pretty solid 2022. 13 starts, 939 yards and four touchdowns. Suffered some injury issues but obviously uh pretty solid and set up to be pretty nice uh for 2023. Finally got a, uh, an upgrade at quarterback it, it appears. Um obviously been rolling with Davis Mills who was a 2021 third round pick, won just five games for the Texans, went five, 20 and one. Uh, but they've now got obviously CJ Stroud. They've gone in for him on the second overall pick, uh, 41 touchdowns and six interceptions in his final season at Ohio State. Um, but the main thing with him really is just sort of his, his passing really, I think there's a lot of sort of uh, talk about how good he is, how well he passes that ball and, um, and obviously, Sloic was getting the best out of somebody like Brock Purdy last season and, could you um, you know, utilising that play-action uh, could really be effective. Um, quarterback rating of 139 with a completion of 69.1% on play-action during college for CJ Stroud. So, using a similar mould there with Sloic and, and that play-action game could work pretty nicely. Um for the Texans and obviously as they're doing so bad the year before with Davis Mills surely they've got to be better obviously it's always going to be difficult with a rookie quarterback who knows it might turn into a complete disaster Uh, CJ Stroud could be an absolute nobody but it does appear that he has got what it takes I think he's played quite a lot of games at um, at college he's sort of quite sort of ready for now for the NFL so uh, it should be good Um, obviously not the necessarily best of weapons you could say I think they're maybe lacking a little bit there Again, obviously trying to utilise that run game uh, initially. But um Dalton Schultz should get a lot of targets. A tight end um, from the Cowboys. Um, 577 yards and five t- touchdowns for the Cowboys last year. <laughs> has had better years in the past, but I, I quite like him overall. Um, and then Robert Woods has come in. Uh, pretty solid receiver too. Um, and then the rest of it is really like potential, really. Nico Collins, John Mechie, he was a 2022 second-round pick and he is now recovered from leukaemia. Um, he's ready mm. to play, so I think a lot of people are excited to see how he can perform. Um, Tank Dell, he had back-to-back seasons with 1,300-plus receiving yards in college. Um, so there's there's potential there, and I think surely with Robert Woods, with Dalton Schultz, it's going to improve, obviously, from where it was if CJ Stroud can start getting things together
0: early on yeah cj shroud is obviously going to be the the main question mark as you say rookie quarterbacks unless you're my guy i was just talking about justin herbert rarely do do anything too impressive but you don't have to do anything too impressive um to to improve on what they were last year should also be better on d which will obviously help with bobby slowick it's going to be interesting to see Obviously Shanahan runs that offense in, in San Francisco. It's gonna be interesting to see what sort of what sort of offence he has. I'm guessing it's gonna be very similar to Shanahan's. Yeah. It's gonna be um the scheme does a heavy lifting for the quarterback, just asking them to, to uh, giving them the answer to the test sort of thing, asking them to find the to find the what the defence has given them, find the open man. The check down whatever and, and their their weapons just are better now. Damien Pierce, Devin Singletree is a really nice one too, I think. Uh, the wide receiver's like you say, there's question marks there, you're projecting a little bit, but Robert Woods is solid, he's a good professional, good veteran, and, and like it's just better than last year. Shaq Mason didn't have a good year last year it was um quite shit for the Bucks but that um the offensive line should be better. Laramie and, like, Laramie, you don't have to be um you don't have to be that much better for the um for the offence to improve. I I, I don't think I don't think they're gonna do anything like majorly impressive sort of thing. Maybe maybe if everything goes right like there could be a top half offense. But CJ Stroud I think is gonna be good if it is that sort of Shanahan style offence. He's good at processing, I believe, making the right decision. Like I say, he didn't have um what was the um what was the stat you said? He only had six interceptions at um, Ohio State last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't have any um
1: Ohio, Well, he had six on Ohio State over the season, um. But play yeah. action. Well, I didn't. There wasn't any only uh, thing on picks. But he had a quarterback rating of one hundred right. and thirty nine and sixty nine point one percent completion. So yeah,
0: yeah. So if they get the run game going, he should be protecting the ball, sort of thing. Like, I can definitely. Like I probably would. I would be surprised if. It's not an improvement from the Texans. Um, and it. I mean, it would be a bit of a disaster, mm. really, if not. That's why I've
1: got to guarantee it. <laughs> I need to go for a little bit more. So controversy. Yeah, I need to go for a little out, more out there one. I mean, there needs to be something, surely. Because we uh, need We need sleeper. a bit of sun, sun. Obviously, yeah. I think the Texans have to. Have to.
0: I need to think. I think we, we've... Four teams is is quite a lot to be like guaranteeing things. I've already uh, like we don't want to be too stupid. I already get the hate for the for the Buccaneers, <laughs> and the Charges were good like uh, last year anyway. So it, that's it's tough to guarantee. I would I like to hear a little sleeper who's maybe more controversial. I'm trying, I did have one.
1: You I did have, to have one, but I I, I, I can't remember yep. it. <laughs> The Broncos. (laughs) The Broncos. Well, man, surely, (laughs) surely, yeah, is.
0: (laughs) Two others, Maybe the Saints with um, Derek Carr. There, I could see that. The the team I was, I I was heavily, I mind the Saints. (laughs) I was heavily considering um, either the Ravens or the Titans. Obviously, Ravens got new OC as well. Titans. Uh, Todd Munkin (sighs) there. Um, bringing OBJ. Yeah, I, I like the, the Ravens last. Could one. be, could be thrown it a bit more. Ra- yeah, Ravens mm.
1: definitely will. As you say, um, Todd Munkin in there—that should be pretty exciting. Um, but Titans, yeah, that would be a controversial one because they've probably got like the worst offensive line in the league. They've got no receivers. Well, they have got. Yeah, Hopkins but they had the now. worst. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean
0: And they had the worst offensive line in the league last year. Yeah. So like how much worse? I can mean yeah.
1: Dion John Hopkins there now and you got Ryan Tannehill who I mean could be good again. He, if it flits it could work. Um cool, yeah. Traylon Burke's still yet to sort of how he could be set for a breakout year.
0: Yeah, as a number two for sure. I, yeah, I like the Titans to be fair. Derrick Henry, never fade, the big dog. Derrick Henry will have another big year. I can't believe... He had, like... He had an insane amount of yards last year for, like, how little attention he got or how people believe that, uh, like, he's passing now sort of thing. But he, I feel like, I want to say he got, like, 1,500 yards, but that can't be true. It's yeah, he got 1,500 yards last
1: year. Ridiculous. It's just
0: ridiculous. He's still Derrick Henry. In the um in the worst... Obviously, they're not that bad at... Uh, in the run game, but that was with the worst offensive line in the league. So, yeah, I, I like the times.
1: Could happen. All right, we'll 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 go for a little controversial in the Arizona Cardinals.
0: <laughs> I I was about to say that. You make me sick. To be fair, um, the offense wasn't too bad last year.
1: No, and as for one of my bold predictions, you say, Kyler Murray comes back, bang, week five. Even if we go home
0: for me, we'll win the rest of them for us. And then, yeah... I mean, yeah. I mean, that's beyond a bold take. That's that's a ridiculous take, man. <laughs> um, but, uh is it? He's on the pop list, yeah, fishing, yeah, Isn't he? So he's he's missing at least the first four. So you think he's just going to be perfectly fine, ready for week five? And and then bang, then yeah. Eight. yeah, big win, yeah.
1: streak. huge streak, undefeated, win the division. Rondell Moore become will no, yeah, have enough. a massive, massive year. Obviously, got Zachert and Trey McBride still. Trey McBride will bang become one of the best tight ends in the league as well. Um, Paris Johnson, huge addition on the O line. So I mean, him and Kyler love each other. So,
0: mate, uh... if you won the Super Bowl this year, do you th- like? Do you think that would be like a crazier thing than when Leicester won the Premier League? Because you're literally you're actively not even trying yeah, to I... win. You're getting rid of. That's, that's, that's actually. And you call that's quite hard actually because like weeks.
1: pretty much everyone thinks the Cardinals are going to be like the worst team in the league and like the odds for e- us to even win the division are so high like I'm pretty sure like they're the highest out of any team in the NFL so um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's gotta be it's gotta be surely because Leicester weren't the sh- they weren't the um, longest price. <laughs>
0: No, yeah, they weren't the worst team in the league. that's a good point. I mean, the NFL's sort of different because there's like the competitive equity sort of thing, but I still I think like just the because of the mindset of basically organizations not even yeah. trying to win basically, like you've got no ambitions of of winning the Super Bowl and you're kind of getting rid of players to prepare for next year. and that's how your off season's been. I think it would I think it would be
1: crazy. It would crazy, be crazy
0: slightly crazy it would be. It would be insane, but let's stop talking about the Cardinals winning the fucking <laughs> Super Bowl, shall we? Um, I mean, that's sort of got me a little bit
1: more optimistic for the season. I really, i been thinking it's going to be pretty depressing us just losing, winning two or three games over the year. Like,
0: wait, so what you're saying? Your own prediction has made you feel more confident about the season.
1: Well, you know, just thinking a little bit more about that bit of hope, you know. Who, who fucking knows? This sport, mate. I mean, it would be absolutely oh. ridiculous. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, like you just said oh, about yeah, Leicester, like, who the fuck you know. knows? Like, even if we somehow yeah, snuck I into you. the playoffs, like, you know, that would that'd be class. Like, you know, Kyler comes back, as I say, oh, and it, we just somehow... Just turn into this a, a very good team and everything just clicks and we make an unlikely charge to the playoffs and all right even if we went out in the wild card round or whatever like that just be a very that'd be a fun season maybe not the best for what we want in the terms of the okay. project but it'd be it'd be fun as a as a fan sort of watching it I guess. I
0: think it. I think it would be best sort of thing. All right. Yeah, you're not picking up. Uh, you're not picking up uh, early as highly in the draft, but it would show that your foundation and the players you've got who you didn't think were that good are better, yeah. and it shows your offensive coordinator and your, your head coach is, is is already to that certain standard. So I think I kind of think that a lot of people argue that it, it is better to get that first overall pick and, and lose a more game sort of thing if you're not going to win, but I think it actually it... It's better for the future, or it bodes better for the future if if you're actually winning games, sort of thing. Maybe in the, the Texans shouldn't have won that last game last year because there was there was no point to that whatsoever. They should have got the first overall pick. Yeah. However, like even that, like it shows that they've got a, like winning mentality and that sort of a better culture than than just losing every year. I think if you start losing a lot of games, it's hard to it's hard to get out. Like we've seen, even with the picking high and and how the NFL tries to stay competitive, that. When you start losing like a lot of games, it's it's very easy to stay at at the sort of basement of the NFL. But like you say, like crazy things have happened in sport. And it's not like normally the worst team in the league or like the consensus worst team in the league would just not have a quarterback. And to be honest, I don't think Kyler will will probably play this year. Um, But you do have that quarterback sort of thing. So like if everything did go right, then then you could maybe like it's in the realms of possibility that you that you did something this year. But again, let's stop talking about the Cardinals winning the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> no, nah, but you you are right, like sort of uh um I think it was Caleb Williams' his dad said like you kind of don't really want to go to that first overall pick team because that means like they're literally like the worst run organisation, the worst run team in the league. It's like you're already starting off in probably a pretty poor situation. So yeah, maybe if you wouldn't want to be that bad and I'd probably, yeah, you take a sort of mid first round. I think we've got a couple of first round picks as well. So take a couple of the mid first rounders, have a decent season, as you say, sort of show that potentially it's working well. And yeah, that would be ideal.
0: I feel like that's what you want to do, sort of, like, maybe not as well as the Seahawks did it last year. Like, that just worked out really well with their Geno Smith being a lot better than anyone thought and their rookie class was insane. But, like, Pete Carroll is never going to, like, go full rebuild and, and not be trying to win games, sort of thing. One, I think is much more fun if you're just always trying to win. And, like, you only we get 17 NFL games a year and you have to wait so long. you got to wait a whole nother year if you're tanking to, to have sort of any sort of enjoyment as a, yeah. as a fan. Uh, or whatever they're playing for their jobs obviously but yeah I, I just it, it's a lot better to to be doing that that sort of competitive rebuild I think they call it now it's um it, it, I feel like that gives you a better foundation even if you're not getting the the resources that like a full rebuild or going in the tank would yeah give I agree
1: you... I agree who knows hopefully should be a fun I... season
0: yeah, just please don't get your hopes up too much. Obviously. No, I'm already
1: sort of prepared for the really cold nights in the shed, just sort of watching us 20 mm-hmm. points down, 30 points down. Just <laughs> It's the third quarter, and it's like, why well, am I even still watching the game? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking 3am in the morning. Oh,
1: dear.
0: But I'll still do it. Um. Yeah, that's beautiful stuff from you. Real fan behaviour, right? Thursday night football tomorrow, kick off the NFL season. Teeth line. Travis Kelsey is out of the game. He hyperextended he his out? knee. Last I heard he's getting he is out, yeah. He's getting them um... still
1: questionable.
0: No, nah, I'm pretty sure he's out. Last I heard is he's out and he's getting an MRI to see if he's like done ligament damage or anything like that. Um I'll just check that make sure Yeah,
1: two hours ago. Bleeding, two team. hours ago. ago. Oh, he's two two hours ago, questionable. Yeah. Oh.
0: Worst case injury avoided. Mm. Uh, listed as questionable. Yeah, yeah He get yeah, a yeah. bone
1: bruise. Uh, and they
0: they did the scans, and he's avoided a long term injury. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, yeah, cool. So um, yeah, I was feeding misinformation. All right, the um, Chiefs Lions. How do you see it going?
1: Um, definitely, surely going to be a big high scorer. Hopefully, should be an entertaining game. That's probably wise, on kicking off the season. Um, yeah. But sure, I think I think the I think the Chiefs will win, um, but I think it'll be close. I think the Lions uh, will will probably cover the spread and the, uh, well they'll they'll sort of get that. Uh, I think it's five and a half, uh, for them plus five and a half. So I think I think they'll the Chiefs will win, but obviously the yeah, Lions still get the spread.
0: I um, I disagree slightly. I think it will be Chiefs, but I'll be back in the um the Chiefs handicap. I think they'll win fairly comfortably. I don't think the lines are going to be as good as people think they are. I think their win totals like nine and a half or something. I think the offense will come. They'll sort of uh, come back down to a more average sort of thing. I think they were. I think uh, not lucky, but they were slightly on the f- fortuitous side of things. They were getting the breaks. I don't believe in Jared Goff as I know you don't. I, I don't. I'm not fully. Buying in on these lines, I think it will be comfortable for the Chiefs. And my tip uh, for anyone having a bet is uh, Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns, six to five. Um, I'm not sure the exact stats, but he's got a really good uh, return on interest when um his uh touchdown line so two and a half it normally is is at a plus price six to five obviously is a plus price. Um, so yeah, lump on Patrick Mahomes over two and a half. Mm,
1: yeah i like it i like it nice pick
0: right nearly at an hour let's wrap up the episode there i think we might even be recording another one tonight or at least tomorrow so watch out for that on your timelines it's been a fun episode it's great to be back see you next see time yeah